Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech. <clears throat> Whoa! Come on! Yeah, yeah, yeah! You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through love. Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. So make every moment more by visiting FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan and coming to you with news. Now widely reported on the heels of North Texas's season coming to an end in the NIT championship game. They get a win over UAB. And I mean, like immediately afterwards, uh, people hitting the ground running, Chris, uh, reporting that Grant McCaslin is set to be Texas Tech's next head coach. A lot to digest. We'll get to some of what we know at this hour. Also, some of what we don't know at this hour that we're having the conversation. This is the kind of day, this is the kind of weekend you want to be subscribed on YouTube so you don't miss anything. As we'll get an official announcement, which has not been made at the time you and I are having this conversation from Texas Tech. And then we'll begin to learn things about staff, assistants, roster, Etc. So a whole lot to get to and what I anticipate to be, Chris, maybe a pretty busy weekend here. So uh, make sure you're subscribed so you miss nothing on YouTube. But man, we're finally here uh, where we've expected to be with Grant McCaslin set reportedly to be your next head coach. Yeah, and, and obviously, uh, uh, I, I think everybody's tried to do their best on being respectful of North Texas's situation and Coach McCaslin's. I think he was even asked about it immediately after the game and just didn't really you know, kind of declined to comment on specifics, but kind of just talked about, uh, you know, what what the journey had been like with his team. I, th- I think that for Texas Tech, I think it's it's good that you have the the rub there of a, of a coach that just won 31 games. And uh, I think he's won 30-plus games in five of the six years that he's been there. I think that there's a healthy amount of respect for, uh, for from the folks in the Mean Green and Denton uh, to uh, for what he was able to do, and I think that shockingly he was able to win uh, the last five games in a postseason setting with all of this swirling around. It tells me that somebody's able to really compartmentalize and able to keep his kids focused, and it tells me there's a lot of respect for those kids on that roster for their head coach that you're able to kind of tune out the noise of of sorts and still achieve the goal that you had set out to do. And that's beating uh, UAB 68-61 and, you know, basically winning winning that that NIT championship, which was the first time in, in school history. And I, I think it just it, – it says a lot. But, I mean, the 30-win mark, I just don't want to gloss over that. That is very difficult to do. Yes, it's been in, in Conference USA. They don't play, you know, just this – loaded gauntlet of a non-conference schedule but winning is hard in this sport and to win 30 plus in five of the six years that you've been there is really impressive um and yeah i i mean it, it just is and and i think uh i i think we get announcement and closure very, very soon i think that there's likely to be a press conference monday afternoon uh it's kind of what i'm led to believe and and in the meantime, 
it's really about everything that you just said, because if you kind of get in town, what would be today with your family and, and let your, your family kind of get acclimated, start figuring out where you're going to live, go to school, all those kinds of things. It, it allows you to start getting in front of players and on the phone with potential coaches and start putting this together before you actually get up in front of the, uh, the, the fan base, or I don't know how, they'll, how we'll do this, but, uh, but, but we had to get to this point, and finally there's no more games to play. So we've all been waiting for for, for, for some closure here. Uh, we finally got it. But, man, I, I credit him and his program for what they were able to do because, I mean, there's just so, there's so many examples to the contrary where just you wouldn't have been able to keep kids focused, keep kids engaged, interested, all while this is circling. And, you, and then the one thing you mentioned is widely reported that, Grant McCaslin is going to take over at, at Texas Tech. Also widely reported, his lead assistant will take over in North Texas, and I think that is notable yeah. as it relates to what Coach McCaslin will be able to put. So, again, I think it's really a win-win for all parties here. North Texas keeps continuity. Texas Tech gets their guy. You know, North Texas's program is still in, in, in good shape. They've got some foundational pieces and, and, and some continuity with their staff. And then here at Texas Tech, you get a guy that – wants to be here and is, you know, according to, to the, to the, a few reports, I guess, six year contract, which typically four years is not very many. Doesn't show a lot of confidence. Five years is normal. Six is, is basically like, you know, we, we want to lock you up. We want you to be here. We, we are showing faith in that we've really picked you and we want to create some stability uh, with you at the helm here. And so we, we see all that uh, kind of come out nationally uh, last night. Yeah, I, I don't guess I was so surprised. Uh, the report indicates 18 million over six years. So the number per year, I wasn't all that surprised at, but I, I was a little surprised to see the six there, but I'm down with it. And you said everybody was doing their best uh, to kind of be respectful in this situation. Uh, but fact checking you here on this, Chris, because the crumb bums over at KCBD just couldn't hold their water, had to get out there yesterday had to jump out. Let's put it out there. And then I saw like some, uh, you know, social media tech blog type outlets or sites. They're going to then run out there with KCB. They're like, let's get them. Let's report. Yeah. Yeah. And then you look around and it's like just you and Pete Christie. And you're like, where's Rothstein? Where's Dodds? Where's Chris mother loving level? Oh, they're not. All right. Let's get back. Let's get back. So not quite everybody, but pretty good effort for the most part from everyone else. And I guess I would say, Chris, that last night as I was watching that game, Something you were kind of touching on this week, um, and I think it was just on yesterday's show we talked about this, was really kind of resonating with me. As I'm looking at the records on the screen for both North Texas and UAB, North Texas, a 30-plus game winner. I think UAB had won like 28 or 29 games, something like that. And I'm thinking about the fact that you go through a, a non-Power 5 league schedule, you go to the NIT, you've got – Almost 30 wins in one case, 30 wins in the other case. And what that means to your program and your locker room or your fan base has got to be entirely different than the way that I've kind of been looking at it. And I know so many Locked on Texas Tech or Red Raider fans, Locked on Texas Tech viewers and listeners have been talking about it. Like, that's just the NIT. Let's get on with it. Let's get on with it. From our perspective, I, I totally get that. But I don't know. I'm kind of thinking as I'm watching that game, you know, these programs are going through some of their best years ever, probably, yeah. as far as wins and achievement. And then they're going through a postseason tournament where they're in a championship game. And 
I, I think it's important to kind of remember the different identities whenever it comes to say being a fan of a big 12 squad and what your expectations are versus conference USA or otherwise. So uh, it was just kind of, I don't know, for some reason it was sort of hitting me last night that, yeah, these guys in the uniforms playing in Las Vegas probably feel a hell of a lot different about this than most of us say big 12 fans or whatever think they feel about it. You know, it's not, it's not. And I even mean that like if Oklahoma state got in the championship game, I don't even think it would mean the same thing to them exactly as it would to UAB, North Texas, or some others. So I don't know. Maybe I've diminished a little bit um, the obligation for Coach McCaslin and his staff that he probably felt, obviously, to see this thing through and not just see it through, but we want to go win win a tournament because it's not just nothing for a program like that. And I don't know that I'd really – for some reason, it was just it was setting in with me watching that game. Like, yeah, they're trying to finish really good seasons for these programs, and I get why uh, you would want to finish it in the right way, at least as best as you could. Yeah, I mean, you know, and we can call it what it is. I think I think thirty win seasons in Conference USA is the equivalent of like, because I mean, if you sit here, if you win twenty plus in five of the next six years in, in Lubbock, I think we're going to go. Whew, I mean, that that's. That's very impressive in a league like the Big 12 and Conference USA. It, it just is. 30 plus wins in five of six years is extremely impressive. And, you know, look, the 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 mean green, they haven't had a just a ton of postseason success in their program history. I think everybody judges you based on what you do in the NCAA tournament. And they've only gotten there one time under Coach McCasm, but it's kind of a one or two bid league in most years. And they did go there one year and knock off uh, Matt Painter and Purdue. Uh, but I think winning an NIT championship, again, with all – I just – I think it's all about context and circumstances in some cases. And, you know, if they win an NIT championship two or three years ago, it, it's not necessarily as big of a deal as it is this year when it's just you've got this, this cloud kind of hanging over you. And, again, people – you know, some people from a media standpoint, they're just going to report what they know and they should. I mean, but I think it, it says a lot about Coach McCaslin, the way it was handled by the media in Denton, by the folks, uh, the, the the TV folks that did the game last night. Everybody kind of knows, but it's, it's just trying to be respectful of the situation, I guess, if that makes sense. And I think that says a lot about him, too, in that you're not wanting to just and, – and I thought he handled it great, too. Whenever asked about it, he just doesn't really – address it because he's trying to show respect to his kids and that's what he you know and, and he kept I think we touched on this a little bit too in that he he was really pointing to the relationships with his players and that's why this was all possible and I love the way they played defense man I mean I, I think uh that that really continued uh I think I think there were really long droughts with UAB um you know on on kind of not being able to score, and and I just I think that's going to play well here because I think automatically you already kind of know program identity when you're coming in here, and it's kind of been your identity when you've been really good. I think it's very important to note because programs without an identity, and not to take a shot at anybody, but let's just look at this year's current team. What was their identity? What were they really good at? I, 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 I think that changed from game to game, week to week, month to month. Uh, a little bit. Uh, I don't know if they really had an identity. And we knew what the identity was a year ago. We really knew what it was when, when, when Chris was here. 
And so much of that was about defense. And I think that this is a guy that is widely praised for, you know, really coaching and creating culture that instills in kids this end of the floor is extremely important. It may dictate playing time. It may dictate who can stay on this roster or who we're going to recruit. And I have no problem with that because if you don't have an identity, you really just have nothing. You're this rudderless ship, you know, circling around in the in the ocean. And I just don't think that you can win in, in college athletics that way when you, when nobody knows what you stand for and what you're about. And not in this think, league. No, not in this league. I, I agree with you. This is this is big boy stuff, and yeah. Grant knows this. Um, but anyway, I just you know summing up his kind of five game post post game run. Um, it's not about the teams that you beat as much as it is keeping your kids engaged, keeping them pointing toward the goal. I mean, these postseason runs in any tournament are hard. I get the NIT is nowhere near the NCAA tournament. The pressure is different. But it's different and it's harder for different reasons because sometimes I, I don't want to be there. I'm ready to get this over with. I'm ready to move on to the next phase of my life. Uh, I don't like it here. I'm, I can't wait to get to the portal, whatever it may be. Or this coach isn't even going to be here. I don't even need to play hard. I don't know. Um, just throwing out a bunch of hypotheticals. But yet that was a well-oiled machine for five games in the, in the postseason. I think that that – that in some ways brings a little momentum in, into the situation at, at, at Texas Tech that Coach McCaslin will will be able to bring and speak on, and I think that that shouldn't be lost on anybody. Yeah, like the only identity I can think of for the Red Raiders was a ponytail posse. Got a bunch of ponytails. <laughs> I don't know. And I think that's a concern, by the way, moving forward. I'll just go ahead and get out in front of this. Um, you know, like in a group of guys, you can only have one guy wear a fedora. There's like a, an appropriate fedora ratio. I think if more than one person out of the five on the floor has a ponytail, look out. You might be soft. I don't know. I'm just saying something I noticed in my uh, in-depth in-game analysis this year. But now ponytail posse and shoes that don't match the shirts is pretty much the identity I'll take away uh, from this season. And I'm sorry, KCBD. I don't know why I'm taking shots. I know some of you. I like some of you. Sharon Maines <laughs> is a saint. She's a saint, just like Dorothy Mantooth and uh, Abner Uresti, Karen McKay, John Robinson. You are my news team for 30 years running. In severe weather situations, I turn to the mustache. <laughs> what up, John? <laughs> so <laughs> let me just add a little apology to this wrap-up here. Chris, let's uh, obviously stick with what could happen whenever Coach McCaslin arrives in West Texas because one thing I'm interested about, not on the coaching front, we talked about some staff maybe to follow, but should we be keeping an eye on either – Maybe the answer is both, but either uh, A, the North Texas roster now, or B, guys that were committed to or intending to play basketball for North Texas and Coach McCaslin. Is it all the above, or what do you see there as far as potentially some movement uh, for guys that might wind up now in a tech jersey? But first, today's episode brought to you by America's number one sportsbook, FanDuel. And with the NCAA tournament on and popping right now is the perfect time to get busy, get signed up, and get started with FanDuel. And right now, new customers are in a prime spot to be on the receiving end of that no-sweat first bet. We're talking up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet, don't bank, baby. $1,000. So just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat First bet, then you can lay it all on the line on everything from the money line to point spreads, which team is cutting down the nets, all on an app that's safe, secure, 
super easy to use, even if you're a first-timer. So don't miss your shot at the No Sweat First Bet. Up to 1000 bucks when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up and make every moment more with FanDuel. Is it all the above, or what do you see there as far as potentially some movement uh, for guys that might wind up now in a tech jersey? Yeah, I, I think I think all the above. Uh, I, I think we don't really know, you know, what what all this is going to look like yet. I, I don't. I can't sit here and tell you what current players will stay, what current players will be asked to stay. Uh, I think that you know, are there players on that North Texas roster that may want to come come do this, you know, instead of staying where they're at? Um, and again. All may not be asked. All may not have eligibility left. Uh, you know, I, I think that that is. And then I think what you, you, you know, one of the names that you touch on is is Jalen Washington is his name. Uh, Lake Highlands point guard, not the biggest kid, 5'11", I think. But he's committed to North Texas. And I think he his intentions are, at least that's what he tells me, to try to follow Coach McCaslin here. And I think that's in the works. You know, what does that mean for I, I think there's a relationship between Drew Steffi's family and 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 the McCaslin family. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if Drew Steffi still you know, plans on coming here. But like you, you've got another commitment out of Florida. You've got a whole bunch of kids on a roster. You've got some in the portal, uh, I think, because. If if I'm if I'm I think there's different ways to go about this, and you're probably doing this at some level simultaneously. But if I get here in town today, and I'm not going to have to do a press conference until Monday afternoon, I'm going to spend the bulk of of my time here today, tomorrow, Sunday, Monday morning, really getting in front of people and getting on the phone, and you probably have a really good idea of maybe some staff members that you're going to bring uh, with with you from North Texas. Uh, there, there's a couple of, of rumored, and whether they're, they're assistants or support staff or video coordinator, I, you know, whatever, I think there's a few people that will come with that can kind of help put this thing together because the, the more brains you can put in a room to kind of help you maneuver your way through this next period of time, which could last a while on putting your roster together, but this is all, now, you know, it moves to the head of the list. And I don't know whether you – because these players have been dying to talk to whoever the new head coach is. They've been sitting and, okay. and waiting and waiting and waiting. And they're all – I can just envision this, like, line at the Womble, you know, like, okay, you everybody gets a number and then you just start calling, okay, number two, you know, come come back here, come back to the office. Okay, number, number 16, come back. You, you know what I'm saying? And I don't know in what order you do that. I don't know if you address everybody as a team and then and then tell everybody, okay, we're going to meet with each of you individually. Tell me how you fit in. Tell me what you like it here. Do you want to stay? Are you looking to leave? I mean, and, and then you've got to take all this information. It's going to take a while to compile and then put it all together and figure out what is best. There, There is NIL that factors into this. There is uh, eligibility yeah. things that factor into this. There's needs from a skill set standpoint that factor into this. There are staff members that could be tied to to other players that factor into this. So, yeah, put your head on a swivel now because uh, you're, you're going to be, you know, this is going to take a bit. But we, we, we this next phase kind of begins really 
today and, and going forward until it until it stops. Um, and it is it a week? Is it two months? Is it four months? It could be all the above. Um, I, and I'm not real sure what that looks like yet. But Coach McCaslin, that's his that's his biggest task. Yeah, man, what a whirlwind it must be. Uh, <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, you're trying you're trying to assemble everything. You're trying to move a family. <laughs> you're trying to start mm-hmm. a new life somewhere else. You're uh, trying to get a basketball program back on its feet. And I guess uh, right now, Coach McCaslin's feet are the only ones actually that uh, potentially could be employed by the basketball program before the day is all said and done. I don't know what comes after that, but yeah, I'm sure it'll be. Uh, some combination of what you're alluding to there, North Texas guys, guys coming from the outside, whether we're talking staff or players. So keep an eye on all of the above, I think, is the answer. And again, another reason to be subscribed on YouTube to Locked on Texas Tech so you miss nothing. Chris, it didn't mean nothing to me that yesterday the Level 13 agency here in Lubbock, which is heavily involved in NIL agreements with Texas Tech student-athletes, heavy presence in the basketball realm, some presence also in the football realm um, and otherwise. But it didn't mean nothing to me that there was an announcement from them uh, in partnership with Jalen Tyson about their partnership moving forward and working on the NIL front together. And the graphic includes Jalen Tyson in a Tech basketball jersey. I only say that because I know level 13 is not exclusive to Texas Tech. So it doesn't have to mean like, hey, here you go, back on with the double T. But got my attention. Did that get your attention? Does it mean anything to you as it relates to the future of just one specific example in Jalen Tyson uh, with the Red Raiders? But first, today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. The Built March Madness bracket is here. I know you got your favorite bar or puff, and now is your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com. That's BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorite. Today, you know I'm on that team. Chiro, baby. (laughs) Maybe you're more of a cocoa nut guy or gal. Let it be known who you're aligned with. Support your bar or puff in the BuiltMarchMadness.com bracket today. When you vote for your favorite bar puff, you're going to be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Locked On fan is going to win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built. Built is the best protein bar Let me check the notes ever. Seriously, so good. You're not going to think they're good for you. What makes them so good? For starters, all high in protein, low in sugar, covered in 100% real chocolate. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in the month of March. So hurry while time is running out and get in and support your pick at BuiltMarchMadness.com. Did that get your attention? Does it mean anything to you as it relates to the future of just one specific example in Jalen Tyson uh, with the Red Raiders? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, um, I I just think everything's a bit up in the air here. Uh, I, I don't I don't know if it it necessarily means uh, that he's for sure back here. I think that it, it's pretty apparent that he wants to be back here, but. You know, there's just a variety of different things that have to work together here, and and I and I will tell you that I, I think that there's folks at Texas Tech and folks that kind of were a part of the NIL situation as it relates to basketball, 
and, and I believe that that Coach McCaslin feels very strongly about this as well. There, this needs to be kind of fixed. Uh, there needs to be kind of a better. I don't know if I'm, the right word is like system or or a, a better way to do this as it relates to NIL. I, I think there's a healthy respect for how Joey's program is doing this and kind of more across the board, more Matador Club esque and and all that. And so I don't that that's for other people to decide kind of how this all starts to work together and and all that. But I think that. You know, because you hear, hey, man, we need to rein this in. You know, we need to we need to be different here. We need to we can't be so, you know, all over the place with some of this stuff. Because I think some of the money thrown around uh, this past cycle with this year's team was crazy. Uh, I think that that's the other people's yeah. word, and I, I don't know well, any specifics. Right? I think so. I mean, you had some guys in like. That's what was. I, I, I can't. I can't tell you any specifics on what this guy made or that guy made. We've all heard the rumors, but I, I think that needs to be leveled up and 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 across the board. And I think that there's a, a variety of interested parties to kind of working toward mm-hmm. that end. So that is. A, Do you think, Chris? There's some rumors about like acrimony related to that stuff, or like I don't know, like locker room resentment or issues. Was that just internet fodder for fans, or did you have any sense of that actually being an issue, the NIL aspect? I I, I never was aware of any of that, but I, I think it is very fair to say, how could there not be? You know, I just think mm-hmm. that's just natural, uh, normal. We we all see people in in different walks of life or or peers that you're like, man, how is that guy or girl making this, and I'm doing this or whatever? I mean, and I think that's just natural. Um, I don't. I think that uh, the powers that be really did a good job of, of uh, trying to make this this like quiet on who was doing what and each each individuals. But when certain guys are running around with cars and some aren't, um, when you know maybe s- certain people live at a certain place versus others do. I mean, it's, it doesn't it doesn't take a rocket scientist to kind of figure some of that stuff out. And I think if 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 your performance is on the court statistically or playing time or otherwise suggests that you're, you're doing this and this guy's getting this but doing this, I, I just think it's it's natural. But I, I guess I, I will admit to I, I wasn't aware of any of that, never saw that. But I, but I think that would be natural if that were the case. Uh, I, and I think like like Farhalis, for example, I mean, being able yeah. to be a part of what he was a part of and then not playing for the bulk of the season, I think that, you know, but is that why you you ultimately didn't do well this year? I, I can't say that. I just think that you were young and inexperienced and injured um, and, and all those things. But I think it's a fair question. I'm kind of fascinated to see kind of how everybody involved now maneuvers their way through these waters going forward because I bet it looks a bit yeah. different next year and going forward, but I really don't know. It's not, it's not for us to decide. I, I don't know how you do rein it in. I, I don't know how you get away from the unevenness of it. And I don't even know that I think they need to, I think it's more incumbent upon the player. Hey, deal with it or don't. That's your problem. Kind of like yeah. interpreting or misinterpreting a motivational message, more your problem than mine, but nonetheless, <laughs> different episode. Um, I just feel like, Chris, Miami right now is a great example of this. I think I've seen reports of $2.2 million invested into that roster. My understanding of Texas Tech's monetary investment into their roster last year was 
in that neighborhood, plus two million. Some guys taking up like a quarter of that themselves and maybe just find the fanciest walking boot in town with that money. I don't know. But either way, for Miami, not a problem. They were actually asked about it. Players were asked about it in the press conference the other day. Hasn't been a problem for us. Um, what's his name? Nigel Pack. Yeah. Did I get that right? Or is that? Okay. Yes. No, Nigel you're, Pack you're has right. been one of the most like – uh, widely reported on NIL pursuits and deals there has been. Everybody in that locker room knows what he's getting. They have not had a problem with it because they're well-led and someone is stirring it in the right way. And Chris, I just feel like I, I agree with what you just said. It wasn't the NIL that made you had a, a crappy season. It was everything else that combined for the crappy season. Some of that involving guys in pullovers, some of that involving guys in jerseys and, and you know, all <laughs> points in between, I guess. But I almost am like surrendering to the fact that I think you will have to have a coach that can deftly manage this or you will fail because the Matador club, everybody gets 25 grand type of thing. And that's just it. Never will I see that happening. And you can't tell me that just because everybody is getting a crumb that solves the problem of, well, this guy's getting a whole loaf of bread. Like, well, I get 25 grand, but this dude's still getting 350,000. What do I, you know, so I still think there's all those pitfalls possibly for resentment and acrimony if the individual is not up to handling it. And by the way, if you're not up to handling it now, good luck in the real world because that's going to be the case again. But I don't know if we ever get away from it. I almost feel like it's that that ship has sailed and you're only going to find and maybe it's different basketball to football, but you're only going to find, you know, high level basketball athletes that are really expecting to find deals like this. And if you can't find teammates that can adjust to that or deal with it, <laughs> who are not going to be in that bracket, I think you're going to have a very hard time. And again, that also goes back to coaching and leadership. You're going to have to have someone just like maybe on a professional roster. You're going to have to have someone that can manage egos and feelings and, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And it's probably a hell of a lot harder now than it used to be, but I don't know. Do you, how could it be reined in? I, I just don't know if we ever go back to well, what we thought it was. I, and I get what you're saying. What I think that it may the, the rein in part may be like, hey, if if we're recruiting you and this is what you're looking for, you're not going to find that here. And like, oh, we're going to go recruit somebody else. You know, we, we don't want to go that route as much as we did. Maybe I, I think that, you know, I think that's gotcha. part of and, and I and I think but I, I get what you're saying, too. It's kind of up to everybody to kind of get along. It's business. Right. And it, and it's like yeah. it's up to you. We don't all like the people that we work with or sometimes we love all the people that we work with. But it's up to everybody kind of to be a professional and kind of because that's what it is. I mean, we're, we're all we're not stupid. Sure. I mean, this is a, this is semi pro. Uh, at some level, it just is. I mean, and, and whether the legislature wants to call them employees or not, there's a lot of guys that are getting uh, paid to to play. Uh, that's not the way it's supposed to work, but that's the the end game is the same. I do think there's a lot of kids out there that didn't make any extra money or, or very little and, and still played. But uh, I, I think the point still stands. But I think that Texas Tech can decide or, or Coach McCaslin can decide we're not going to seek out this player because this is kind of what they are into or what they're looking for, or another mm. school has offered this much and we're just not, we're not going to do that. I think that's kind of how some of this could get police. Not that there's not, and I'm not trying to paint a gloomy picture in that. I don't think anybody here, whether it's Texas tech or, or coach McCaslin or anybody involved there is against an IL. I just think some of this got way out of bounds 
you know, and I just, uh, you know, we, we've all heard what the rumors of what Kerwin Walton, for example, not to pick on him, but what he was paid this year. And, and, it, and the number was rumored to be very large. And I just. It yeah, just we, all just, <laughs> we all just. We all just. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't we can all fill in that yeah, it, it wasn't worth it. And so, like, for example, let, let's just let's just use him as an example. And I think he's a great kid. He's very quiet. I think he can shoot. I, I just don't, he, you know, is he good defensively? Can he create his own shot? Those are all fair criticisms. You, you have to get to a point where, like, hey, man, if you want to stay here, great. But we can't we're, – we're, we're not going to compensate you anywhere near that or any at all. And, like, that's where it kind of starts to get to rain in, I guess. Just as an example, I don't know how this will play out, but – Right. I think that sure. that is something worth. Uh, th- those are the kinds of conversations that are worth monitoring here as we as we start to go forward and you start to roster build. I mean, you go through a season like you did. You think you learned some lessons here or there? NIL layup drill, whatever. I mean, yes, <laughs> I, I would think. And you said out of bounds a moment ago. Maybe out of balance is also yeah, uh, applicable sure. in this situation. But I, you know, as we're sitting here talking about it, I'm just thinking about. Again, really good basketball player somewhere that is told by Texas Tech some of what you're alluding to. Uh, you know, maybe we're not going to pursue you in that way. And he's thinking, well, I know Jim Laranega will. So see you later. I'll go over to Miami and, you know, it'll be a $3.5 million roster next year or whatever. But you, I feel like you have got to play the game. I don't think McCaslin's going to be, you know, anti anything like that. No. Uh, but that's going to be one of the more interesting parts of this. And it's kind of like a new layer, right, Chris? Like, how does a coach handle? His budget, mm-hmm. like being a general manager or whatever. We didn't used to have to talk to it. At least we didn't talk about it above the table. <laughs> I just know. Bell, Ricky Rowe <laughs> and the new tracker. He flipped Tony Flunk TV. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just know this. I guess as we wrap up this part of the conversation, I will say this. I bet this is just a guess based on everything that I know about Grant culture will win out over NIL a hundred out of a hundred times. And if at any point one starts to, the, the scale starts to, to tip a bit, whether it's in a recruitment or in a locker room or the way we are doing things, culture will ultimately win out. I think he has that at the top of, of the list. And this is why, you know, those kids play so hard for him because it's, it, they play hard for each other. He said this publicly, you know, that that's what, um, and so I, I don't know his direct feelings on NIL, but I mean, you know enough about him and I've, I've talked to enough people that have talked to him about that aspect. And I don't think there's any anti sense sense at all. I yeah. just think that I, I don't even know way to phrase it and just kind of rein it in a bit, kind of back it off just a little bit, make it a little more even fair again, just like, I mean, is Joey hurting for, any dynamic over there in his football program with the way that they are recruiting and with, with whatever, you know, I, I think, and there's a, there's a few examples to the contrary. Like I think it's, you know, Tyree Wilson got a little bit more than everybody else last year. He he was worth every single penny. I mean, he, you know, the, the, those, yeah, those, recently, those, yeah, those are rare. I've recently seen like Shuck uh, Bradley announced some NIL deals. I mean, there's still a chance for guys to rise above that minimum threshold. Absolutely. And I didn't mean to say, like crumb to call 25 grand crumb for a, a college athlete. I'm not a Texas Christian or, uh, or for Casey and Chris. 
<laughs> or for Casey and Chris. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just mean like if you get a little taste, it's not like all of a sudden that just solves everything. All right, well, you got this, so don't be mad at the six hundred grand for this future first round pick over here or whatever. Yeah. I you've right. got to have leadership. And I like the way you phrase that about the culture because it just reminded me of like a great professional franchise where you'll see guys take a lesser contract to go play for this guy or be a part of this organization. And once you've got proof of performance and maybe you do have something built as far as culture, yeah, there's still going to be monetary attraction and incentive for these guys. Why wouldn't there be? But we have seen times where guys are like, man, the money certainly is on the list, but at the top of the list is I want to be a part of this group. I want to be a part of this organization, this machine, this culture, this whatever. So hopefully we get there because it does kind of feel like, yeah, I guess now that you're describing it that way, and I'm thinking about it going into last year. It's just like, all right, well, who can we throw some dollars at? You know, where, let's get the shopping list ready and we'll go pluck this one, pluck that one, pluck this one. And it was more, at least in my perspective, kind of some cash leading the way, I guess, and assembling some things. Uh, but that's just from the outside looking in. Either way, it didn't go the way you wanted it to. So, again, lessons learned on maybe what you want to do, what you don't want to do, how far you want to go, or otherwise. Uh, I'm sure available for everybody that was involved inside the program, outside the program uh, as well. So stick with us this weekend. Subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts if you're not already so you miss nothing uh, because we will rejoin if we do get some significant news um, as far as like coaching staff or anything like that that could be assembled. Chris has already said uh, anticipating a Monday uh, possibly introductory public press conference. So um, not anticipating that this weekend, but if we've got other news to share here with Texas Tech men's basketball and assembling a staff, uh, we'll be back with you here for a bonus episode or two. So make sure you're on the lookout there this weekend or for the remainder of this beautiful Friday in West Texas. Subscribe on YouTube so you miss nothing. Chris, we're finally here at the beginning. I hope nobody out there is thinking it's the end because we have only begun uh, with the work that is uh, well on the way. So we'll be here to cover it all, man. Enjoy the time and the perspectives as always. Thanks. Absolutely. Appreciate you, man. Keep hope alive, everybody. Enjoy the weekend. If not sooner, we'll be back with you, as, as Casey mentioned. And uh, But otherwise, we'll talk to you next time. Be on the lookout. Keep your head on a swivel and subscribe on YouTube. Make us your first listen each weekday on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. And we hope for your Second listen, you'll check out Locked On College Basketball right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's set for the final four with a brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. For your second listen on YouTube or anywhere, you get them cash. For Chris, I'm Casey. We'll see you for the next one on Locked On Texas Tech.